So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Matt and I. Hope you enjoyed listening to us uh, do a bunch of mini segments for our 100th episode. And again, thank you everyone for your support. And uh, congratulations to our winner of the uh, Easy Conversations hoodie is what they chose. So, that will be shipped to you shortly. So, now for episode 101, Zoe 101 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely (laughs) excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. So it's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great time right now. This is episode one of the next hundred episodes, so it's going to be exciting. I'm super excited to, for our guest tonight because we always have great episodes with him. So Eric, why don't you introduce him? Yes, sir. Making his fifth appearance on the podcast, my good friend. Uh, you know him very well through uh, multiple topics that we've addressed on this pod. Now we're going back to grassroots, the first topic that we brought this guy on to discuss so the homie curtis daigle say what's up to the people what's going on everyone glad to be back for the fifth time uh you guys do an awesome job congrats on the uh the 100 episode milestone and uh yeah pretty proud to be uh the first guest in the in uh you know the second set of 100 as matt said so looking forward to it and uh, i think we're gonna have a good time today that's true not a big deal and a great uh, tone setter for the next 100 like you said so um yeah for this episode we're gonna be doing a um a format that we have done once before but a little different though so we're gonna be doing like i said bringing curtis back on for his uh, area of expertise the comedy movie genre and we're gonna be doing a draft in which each of us is going to Um, draft five characters from comedy movies and just try to assemble the best super team possible and then we'll see we'll look to maybe crown a winner in episode or maybe leave it up to the people to vote on which team they like the most but all in all it'll just be a good time to go over some classic comedy movie characters and hopefully have a couple of laughs along the way so um, to, there are a couple of ground rules we'll just share with the listeners that, of course, the three of us are already aware of. So once a character has been picked, you may no longer take a, another character by that actor. So, for example, if I were to select a character played by Ben Stiller, I can only take one. Can't go back to the well to take a Derek Zoolander, a white good... Anyways, you know, I'm not going to name names. Just saying, once a character is picked by that actor, he's done. And likewise, you cannot take a character, two characters from the same movie. Once you've taken a character from a movie, you may no longer go back to that well of for that movie. So yeah, ground rules out of the way. Now we're going to establish a draft order. So for this, I will resort to my trusty wheel that was referred to last episode as well for our Easy Conversations hoodie winner. So, unfortunately, Matt and Curtis are unable to see the wheel at this point in time. But if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see that the wheel is just and as am I in control of spinning it. So, I'll be giving it a whirl and we're going to see who has the first overall pick in the draft. All right. The suspense. My co-host... Matt will be picking yeah. first overall. And now to see who gets the second and third overall pick, we'll be spinning again. I don't know which pick I want here, to be honest. And it looks like, all right, I will be picking second. So wow, the easy boys going first and then our guests <laughs> of honor with the back, the first back-to-back pick. So we will be doing um snake draft. So, 
Curtis will be picking third, and then he'll be picking fourth as well. That's how you treat your guests, eh? I mean, eh, like I said, the wheel is just. It never lies. It's, um, yeah, 33% chance. And arguably picking third might be best-case scenario. And we'll find out as we go along in this draft. So I've talked enough in this intro. Matt, I'll throw it over you first to make the first overall pick of our comedy movie characters draft. First of all, I gave myself some restrictions, like no... Nothing, uh, nothing before the 1980s. Okay. So like, it has to be 80s and up, or else it's like, what are we doing here? Thank Taking you for that. Old actors. Like that <laughs> yeah. Uh, but honestly, my list may have been just 80s and up, anyways. But who knows? Uh, I'm glad I get the first overall pick because this character here always puts a smile to my face. It's the, the reason why. I mean, I don't know if you remember what my favorite comedy of all time was, but. It's a character from that movie. I'm picking Seth from Superbad, Jonah Hill's character. Um, always freaking crying of laughter, and like this, this, this cat, this draft we're doing. Like this character might be the pit, like the focal point of my movie where he goes to college, you know. And we're following Seth, but I don't know if we're gonna do a story oh like God. that. But <laughs> Seth, Seth from Superbad is uh, my first, over- my pick, my pick. Yeah, solid pick. That's a contender for if I had first overall, like he was definitely in up there for a contention. And I'm um, just going to put this out there. I had no strategy in terms of like developing a movie with these characters. I'm just going for characters that I like a lot and I think are okay. solid overall. But hey, if like, you guys have a little something planned by all means. Yeah, Seth. I don't. In my <laughs> opinion, that's Jonah Hill's best character in a comedy, like hands down. So I think you're taking the right call and taking him in that role i definitely thought he was gonna go first round i don't know i was pegging eric to take him probably first overall too if not second so yeah no surprise very solid pick perfect so i don't want to divulge too much strategy here so i'm gonna say i'm gonna take a less is more approach here until certain picks are made seth was up there for me he was someone i wanted early for sure but I did list him second in the names of characters I wanted in the first round. I am happy I'm picking second curse. I don't know if you would take this guy second, third, or fourth, so I might have gotten him in the second round. But in going back to my point about Seth being Jonah Hill's best character, I'm taking this character as hands down the most recognizable for this actor who is hilarious but has never come close to replicating this role, and that would be... Alan from Hangover, so Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I think just an iconic character, honestly. When you think Zach Galifianakis, you can't help but think Alan. I don't know his last name in Hangover. And the first time I saw that movie, I can't tell you the last time I laughed so much in a theater, specifically because of one character. Every line was killer. His first line in the movie is when he's getting fitted for a suit by a tailor and just yells at him like, watch it, pervert, like as he's doing his in-scene. I don't know. Just all nonstop roller coaster with this guy. So I think this is a can't-miss pick. Alan, hangover, lock him in. Yeah, that hurts a bit because I actually thought he was going to go a little later. Definitely had him on my list. So, uh, yeah, already you're uh, you're making me think a bit. But uh, strong pick. Very funny character. All time. Thank you. Great pick, Eric. It wasn't even on my list. Didn't even, like, kind of forgot about the hangover altogether. So 
thanks for reminding me of that. And yeah, great pick, Eric. And like that's the dilemma with this draft is like in my mind this is like a no brainer first round pick, but then you, like there's so many great characters that you forget about. Mm. Like, I'm sure I've omitted a ton of classic characters, and you guys are gonna bring up like damn, I can't believe I forgot about that one. So that's the beauty of uh, this draft. Yeah, I'm definitely surprised you went there. But uh, do you guys want me to go now? I guess I get two picks, right? Back to back. Yep. Back to back. Wow. So I still no feel pressure. Fr- yeah, because like I I assumed that Eric, you were going in a different direction for your first pick. So I do still feel pressure. I might I don't know. I don't love going with like the the uh the obvious choice all the time. So I'm actually going to do let's see here. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda throw a couple curveballs in here, I think. So the for my first pick this is a bit of a toss up i'm going to matt's movie uh and i know that it's a little risky taking first overall cuz really i'm only competing with eric for this character right now however i do want to lock him in and i'm going to take mclovin as nice. my first overall aka fogel um <laughs> One of the only characters with two unbelievably recognizable first names. And uh, I just think Seth was hilarious in that movie. Uh, But when you think about the comedic value that a character like McLovin brought to that movie, I don't think a lot of those lines and those scenes would be as funny if it weren't for this character, right? Um, it just kind of like it started with the fake ID and just like it just escalated from there. And there there was so much comedy surrounding the antics that McLovin got into, you know, like at the store when he was trying to buy booze and then the guys thought he was getting arrested. He gets decked in the face. The cop come in and like like the, the two police officers like Seth Rogen and Bill Hader just the way they interact with with McLovin he just I think he was like a comedy catalyst in that movie Mm -hmm. that just like let everyone else be hilarious right so I gotta go McLovin I never really thought of him as that to be honest but you're right he kind of is the the like the jet fuel for that entire movie like while Seth in my opinion I still prefer over McLovin anybody kind of could have been that character that like takes those jobs at McLovin and like there's no one like McLovin really in this universe and even like well obviously there are some people like him there but I'm saying like McLovin is so different and really gets the ball rolling for the all the events that happen in that movie so that is a good pick but like I said I'm still a Seth guy and that is one of my favorite scenes like the interaction with the two of them when they're talking about the fake ID like Mm -hmm. well it was between that and Muhammad and then he just flips out on him there but uh, yeah no a great pick I echo that and Seth and McLovin's interactions are the funniest. Like the, yeah. just like, you know, you're not supposed to park there after his car got towed. Like just reminding you, like yeah. just the little jabs <laughs> yeah. he takes at Seth. What er- everything you said, Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that he's like lose slowly losing it. Yeah, no, good stuff, yeah. Curtis. I think at the time too. I don't know. That was just like like you know you hear stories about how that character got cast, and it was just like it wasn't like your typical. Um, you know, you think back to like, 
the other movies before Superbad that kind of paved the way. Like you're, well, I, I guess in a way, like you know, American Pies and stuff like that, yeah. where they were like yeah. bros, right? And like, I guess like in American Pie, there was like kind of a nerdy character, but they weren't as nerdy as like Fogel, right? So exactly, just like just what he brought. It was like this super nerd, but he also had some like unsubstantiated like swagger to him that like really he had no business having. Uh, it was just like it was, a, I think, is such a unique character at that time that uh, definitely won over a lot of hearts. All right. Uh, man, you guys, I, I, I might get some I might get some heat for this, um, <laughs> but I, I just I, I really want to keep some strategic picks open yeah. uh, and i i really think i can get some strategic picks at the end if i play <laughs> my cards in such a way uh so i'm actually gonna pick Derek huff Whoa. from Step Brothers. yeah i'm going i'm going Derek huff um <laughs> because of <laughs> sort of a similar I have the I had a theme going and Alan from The Hangover was actually part of my theme where it was sort of like the unsung heroes of the movie uh similar to like McLovin and you can kind of see where my brain was creating my list um with like an Alan a McLovin and a Derek um where I think you really need these like extremely successful supporting roles in these comedy movies to make them what mm -hmm. they are um and i i've seen adam scott and things but i've never seen him as good as he was in Step Brothers. and the character i just think is absolutely perfect he plays this douchey brother so extremely well and just the way he the way he interacts with people the way he tells his stories it's just it's top tier and i think I think it's really, really well done. And I, like I said, I kind of want to just, I want to be a little strategic and I want to dip into the well a bit. So mm -hmm. I'm going to okay. play my hand in this way. And I think I'm going to surprise you guys with, uh, with what I have a little further down the road. So yeah, that'll be my second pick. Derek Huff. <laughs> Thoughts? I like it. Because I, I don't watch Step Brothers as much as everybody else in the world, I guess. Like I've only seen the movie twice. And once was in the theater, and like that—that's one of the characters I remember the most is Adam Scott as Derek, and yeah, good pick. I need to watch Step Brothers more. Basically, I have like it's shameful. Uh, you know, I'm slightly ashamed of that. I mean, caught me off guard, Derek. The the Derek bought uh, pick at uh, number <laughs> the second round, but I like it to be honest. And it's funny because I was kind of thinking about Step Brothers in general. And trying to think, oh, which one, if I were to draft one, like Brennan or Dale. But they don't. They didn't really stand out, to be honest. And I had to narrow it down to one in that I think it's the two of them together that works so well. And obviously, I can't have both of them. But Derek as a standalone character, you're right, is so different. And just like that douchey, like with the like guiltiest charged with the stories. Like just his delivery and... Everything that he brings to the table is hysterical. A lot of memorable lines. Like, Curse, you and I were talking this week about, like, one of his lines. Like, at that dinner table, they're just going out, like, um, the Bonita fishing trip. Um, yeah, no, interesting pick, but I like it at the same time. And I do like, thank you for the little teaser of where your head's at and going for these obscure, maybe not obscure, but just supporting characters who, 
you're right. Like they do make or break comedy movies and is Step Brothers as good as it is without a Derek? Probably not. So not that crazy of a pick. I like it. Now I'm in between two characters here, but knowing that Matt has back-to-back picks, I have to take the one I'm more, not certain, but I could see Matt taking. And that's going to be Jeremy Gray in Wedding Crashers, Vince Vaughn oh. in Wedding Crashers. And I'm not, no just, I'm not just taking him here because like, Matt could take him. A fantastic character. Baba Ganoush is yeah. by far my favorite character in that movie. And just his interactions with Owen Wilson are dynamite. But for me, it's him who really steals the show. He's the ultimate soldier too, going to war for his brother, trying to seal the deal. And just dealing with the stage five virgin clinger, just going above and beyond for his boy. And um, yeah, like who can forget that most iconic one punch knockout to the sack at his own wedding. Like you gotta, you gotta love that moment. One of the most satisfying moments in TV, in movie history. And uh, yeah, Jeremy and Wedding Crashers. That's, that's my pick. I love it. Did you have him, Matt? No, and well, I'll elaborate more when it's my turn. Actually, I'll let okay. you, you go. You give your well, thoughts, Curtis. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great pick, and one of the ones that I probably would have dipped into if we had, you know, if we had maybe adjusted the rules a bit and mm-hmm. and kind of created the need to go a little deeper. I had a couple. Well, I think it's a shame that I didn't have Vince Vaughn at all on my list, but I definitely thought about him especially in that role i think that's one of the movies i've watched you know probably over five times and he's just he's so good and if you've seen his like if you've seen his like monologues or or any of his other kind of material he is a genius when it comes to just riffing and freestyling Mm -hmm. and like i can guarantee that so much like he he has like one of these like almost like uh up like uplifting like hype you up speeches like in all of his movies and i guarantee like he just kind of like comes up with half of it like off Mm -hmm. the cuff and he's he's amazing he's he's so good at it when i saw him like hosting saturday night live once i swear he just like riffed his monologue for like the first 10 minutes and it was absolutely unreal i think he's underappreciated especially like you know in this sort of setting so i really really uh respect that pick and i think he deserves it so kudos Thank good you. uh good second good pick, pick. Yeah. yeah so i get two in a row right eric yep um but first of all okay curtis i love what you said because there's a scene in the movie swingers where vince vaughn's like hyping up john favreau to like they're about oh, yeah. to go in a club and he's like he's giving him confidence and i swear exactly half of what he says is probably like just off the top of the dome so yeah great uh, great pick eric i shit you not like I have it written down, like I'm not making this up, but like my the next guy I was gonna pick is from Wedding Crashers, but okay. I'm a big Owen Wilson fan, so I'm picking John Beckwith. Okay. Uh, Owen Wilson and <laughs> Wedding Crashers. I do, I just love his I love Owen Wilson and I know he sounds the same in every movie, but I like that. I like his delivery of the lines. I like how he bounces off Vince Vaughn and his little like all his tactics. I love I love Wedding Crashers, so mm-hmm. I have Owen Wilson's character written down, so it's great, Eric, that you picked uh, Vince Vaughn's like compliment each other. Is he as funny as Vince Vaughn? Uh, probably not, but like I don't know, jo- uh, John stuck with me more. His character, like I-, I had to pick John in the movie. I don't know why, it just it spoke to me that way. So, 
John Beckwith, my next pick. The pursuit of the woman too, like you know, he's like there's more like the romantic yeah. angle as the well, romantic, like an added layer sure. to his character. While um, Vince Vaughn's character does have a like an undercover affair with not really affair yeah. there, but just like love story with them, yeah. Isla Fisher. But um, yeah, no, I like John as well. Like I'm a big fan of the both of them together. Like when they go back and forth trading lines, like quoting the rule book and all that. Or, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's just gold. Yeah. That's a great movie, man. Wedding Crashers has also aged well. Like it's one of those golden yeah. age two thousands comedy movies. If we're, I don't think I had it in mind when we did our list there, top five. But it's a, it's a strong contender for me, honestly. It does get better every time you watch it. Yeah, I love that character as well, Matt. Like you know, I, you guys have kind of said all that I can say, kind of about that. But there's just, I don't know. It's just a, a fantastic movie. I think they are quite different but they work so well together i agree that owen wilson can kind of you know play similar characters uh mm-hmm. but kind of speaks to his success a bit that like it's kind of always funny i don't know if he's like he just has it in his contract uh to say it but like he says live in the dream i think in like every one of his movies and i just love when <laughs> owen wilson says live in the dream because it's just it just it makes you feel a certain way um but yeah uh, i'm really i'm actually super happy that wedding crashers got the love it did from you guys like and i shit you not because i know matt just said that but not even an hour ago maybe about an hour ago i was just watching wedding crashers like like best like you know best moments on my phone like preparing for this just like making sure i didn't miss any because and that made me think, like, that made me definitely think a little bit because it's just got so many good parts. Actually, I just want to, I know it's not my pick anymore, but while we're on the topic of Wedding Crashers, they're just to add on to Jeremy. Like, he does have the two storylines, like, with the brother as well, like, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Todd? Yeah, Todd. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Death, I you are my bitch movie. lover. Yeah. <laughs> It's like one of my favorite lines. It's so funny. And like, I mean, Bradley Cooper is great too oh, in the movie. Yeah. And like, we oh, so many good doing side like characters. Supporting characters draft. Yeah. Like he's a, a sack. deep sleeper, yeah. but so good. The sack is so good. Yeah. All right. Now my picks get a little more like not super mainstream. Mm. I mean, these are, should be known. These characters, these characters should be known, but like, I don't know. Anyways, my next pick is actually Johnny English um, played by Rowan Atkinson. Wow. I love the first Johnny English movie to death. Like, I know it by heart. Like, me and my girlfriend always watch it, and we try to, like, quote the dialogue. I even like the third one, too, in the series. Um, but Rowan Atkinson, comedic genius. I love Mr. Bean. And is in the first Johnny English, he's, like, perfection. Um, do you guys, uh, have you guys seen and like it? Johnny English, when I was a kid, like, I remember going to my friend's house watching that all the time. Like, that movie made us die of laughter. When we yeah. were and honestly, it still holds up to this day. Like, I think yeah. a factor would be the nostalgia. I, I could maybe compare it to, for some people, like, Austin Powers' is killer. But for me, like, I tried watching it last year for the first time, and it just didn't do it for me. I could see maybe Johnny English being that way, but I love Johnny English. And um, nice. the chemistry with boff as well as gold <laughs> like the scene when they go to when he goes to the cemetery when i was a kid that killed yeah. me yeah oh man mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff in there but um yeah 
classic movie. And that's I, not someone I had on my radar either, but I love that character. So great pick. Yeah, he definitely came up. I, I was researching just like to make sure I, I didn't miss anything blatant or obvious. Like, so I just kind of did some quick researching on my phone. I, I think pretty much I had my list in place prior to that. I wasn't really influenced, but there were some things that was like, oh yeah, okay, like that that makes sense. So yeah, I don't remember the movie entirely well. I definitely watched it, I think maybe only once, but when I was like, you know, when I was looking up lists and like making sure I didn't miss anything, uh, that character definitely showed up a couple times. So I can see that. I, I can't even remember. I only remember him as Mr. Bean. So I can't even remember any. I can't like in my head distinguish any scenes from the movie. But I'm pretty sure like how old would that be? It was probably like 20 years. I want to say 2004 Almost, yeah. off the top. Yeah. Okay. So it's been it's probably been a while. But uh, respectable pick for sure. Thank you. I'm in between two names right now, but I could probably get one of them at the turn. So I'm going to go with this one. Not sure if this was someone that you would take, Curtis, but I'm going to go White Goodman from Dodgeball. Ben Stiller, absolutely nice. hysterical role. Like the, For me, that's my favorite Ben Stiller role. I do like him a lot in like Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, but his outrageous character in White Goodman, second to none, and um, yeah, a lot of good physical comedy in there. Like his line delivery is killer. And that's again, a movie that I used to watch when I was a kid and it just floored me every single time. I obviously am a villain guy. I rooted for the global gym, purple cobras. It's a no brainer that I would follow white Goodman. The sil- the flow too. I had flow back then. So that guy was just my idol. I wanted to be a dodgeball star because of white Goodman. What else can I say? White Goodman third, third round pick. <laughs> he's coming home that's uh no that that is a good pick i i like what you how you kind of described it too because like i think ben stiller has had some pretty good roles i think like meet the parents and meet the fockers things like that he's like he like those are those are pretty funny movies but once again he's not like he's kind of just like the normal ish guy that just like bad things and funny things happen to right mm-hmm. whereas in dodgeball he he definitely like he creates that comedy himself yep. right i love once again the false like the confidence that kind of comes from nowhere the scene where he has like the blonde girl from the other team like into his yep. whatever room it was <laughs> yeah. and, you know he's talking <laughs> about like classic. the the uh, painting of <laughs> Yeah, him like him wrestling the bull by the horns yeah. and everything. And I think he like I think he comes in reading a dictionary or something. <laughs> yep, he does. Like, you know? Upside down. Yeah, That's me grabbing just, a bull yeah, by the horns. It's a metaphor, <laughs> but that actually happened though. Yeah, I know. It's just it's it's awesome and great movie. Also, uh, pretty solid. Uh, Vince Vaughn, um, Peter Lafleur yep. in that. Yeah who I didn't appreciate him in that as much when I was younger, but it's a lot of dry and sarcastic humor that as I'm, as I grew and grow older, I watch that movie and appreciate more of his lines. Yeah. Um, but no, white is the easier character I would say to gravitate towards. And he still holds up like in that scene alone. Like there's a couple of iconic moments. Like when Kate goes into his office, he's like with the pump for, like, yeah. you know, yeah. some extra, um, you know, manhood, exactly, the manhood exactly. pump, yeah. And like he's, 
He's eating his pizza, talking to himself with the pizza, and then Michelle walks in. He's like, oh, go, go, sir, sir, hold that. Yeah. I think, I honestly, White, every single line of his is iconic, in my opinion. When you rewatch Dodgeball, you remember his lines. You know what he's going to say, which is why I think it's a great pick, Eric. The scenes with his wife at the time, Christine Taylor, like Mm -hmm. Kate, that's like he's playing off his wife there. Perfect. Great, great pick. It was on my list, actually. Nice. Um, Love to hear White is iconic character, yeah. It's reminiscent of when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston acted alongside each other in that Friends episode. Who can forget? Uh, True. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Just a reference right out of left oh, field. Yeah, there. My references are out of control right now. Um, <laughs> Best references. I guess that brings it back to me. Yours, yeah. Yeah. So I know that. Um, this pick is actually completely uncontested and I'm just doing this for the good of the pod and also for continuation and flow. Um, so you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Easy conversation and listeners. This is kind of why I left some picks up, but since you guys took two wedding crashers guys i'm i'm actually gonna go back to wedding crashers believe it or not and it was a character that wasn't even mentioned yet and mm-hmm. i had to look up his last name uh but i'm picking will ferrell's character chaz whoa <laughs> as my number three choice love it you know will ferrell for the longest time i'll say maybe not currently but for the longest time was the favorite comedic actor for me and i think like eric and i have talked about this before you know there's been some there's been some duds lately but in his prime before maybe he overdid some stuff overplayed some characters you know there's you can't deny his genius and i he should have had more minutes off the bench in this movie like i'll give you that but the minutes he did play were hard fought minutes and i think they really allow him to shine uh and i think minute per minute per capita uh my favorite will ferrell performance by far um is is chaz that whole scene where Owen Wilson like walks into his mom's house and like from the moment he gets there to like the end of that scene, I think is just like comedy gold. The way they interact with each other, the way Will Ferrell yells at his mom, like the meatloaf is just an iconic line, right? Um, yeah, I I wanted to I wanted to even though I know it's uncontested because you guys can't go back to Wedding Crashers. Because we gave the, the movie so much love and appreciation, I wanted to, to keep that going. Uh, so, yeah, that's my third pick. Yeah, I respect you knowing that you could get this pick in the last round, but still taking a flyer in the third round on it. That's a, a gutsy play. But like you said, pound per pound, seconds on the screen, he crushes it. And like that's an iconic, probably the most iconic cameo in a comedy movie ever. Like, for what he does on the screen in that short amount of time, really. Classic character. And something that people remember from Wedding Crashers the most, you could say. Like, like the meatloaf, the lines, like, what an idiot. Just all his <laughs> life. Yeah. Them at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just still yeah. crushing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's visibly humping people 
during yeah. the funeral. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> everything everything he says, you know, he's kicking the table. He's like, What an idiot. Good. Good. You know? <laughs> and his classic it, it's classic Will Ferrell to me. And yeah. I could watch that scene over and over and you know, I could just I could laugh every time. So I, I'm very happy with the pick, uh, regardless of how it went down. So that's number three for me. And uh, I guess I'm number four, too. Yeah, this is where it gets a little... This is where we, we're getting deep. I'm the first fourth pick, right? Yep. Um, once again, once again, this might be a bit, I don't know, controversial. I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys chime in and, and see what you say. This is a movie that you you really can only pick one person from. <laughs> so I want to make sure I scoop him uh, before you guys potentially do. I'm going with my man from Kazakhstan, Borat. Okay. Uh, I hope I hope there's show, no yeah. I hope there's no flags on the play. He's technically a character. I know it's sort of like a reality-ish right. type movie, but it's still a movie. It's still a character, and I think uh, I think Borat was like at its time. I think hilarious. Every single person that you could talk to when that movie came out not only saw it but could quote and reminisce like probably about half that movie so you know i know it is a character that is based you know off of a tv show um but when the movie came out i think everyone that didn't watch the show kind of learned about borat and and what he did and you know there was just i think from start to finish just like iconic movie so uh yeah want to lock him down it's my number four Awesome pick, uh, Curtis. Um, let me tell you, I was in grade nine when that movie came out. Everyone was talking about it for a month straight. No, like it was like you gotta go see it, sneak in, like get your parents to get you the tickets. It was literally everyone talked it, like exactly what you said, and I, that's why I always have nostalgia for Borat. I can watch it to this day and remember, like, oh yeah, kids were talking about this, and still a great movie holds up. Uh, good pick. It wasn't even on my radar that movie. I didn't even think of it. So thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, me neither. And I, I, I was in grade six when it dropped, so I didn't know that that you were in grade nine, Matt. So just quick little subtract three years, and that's how I got to that. Um, but yeah, I obviously I did not see it when I was in grade six, and I was pretty late to the game with with Borat. Honestly, I do remember people talking about it though, like in later years in like, middle school, I guess. And um, I still never got around to seeing it. But I remember the first time I saw it, I was dying. I've only seen it the one time, actually. And I look back on it fondly. Like, I laughed a lot. I might have watched it with my dad, to be honest. Or, or he watched it as well. Like, we both we had rented it. And we both watched it and, like, would talk about it and stuff. And it was hilarious. But um, would probably benefit from a rewatch, honestly. Again, also wasn't on my list. But he was, like, Sasha Baron Cohen. That's that. And I... Um, I forget his name, but in Talladega Nights, like those are the two roles I think of when oh, I think yeah. of him. Pierre, is it Pierre? I could. I can't, why can't I remember? Yeah, that right I don't now? know. Um, it seems like it should be obvious too, but um, anyways, those two characters are the ones that I think <laughs> of when I think Sasha Baron Cohen. I can't even name one of them, but they're both gold, and uh, Borat is is a classic character. So that's a good pick, and I think that's a value round pick. Honestly, Borat's that fourth round pick with first round potential i would say like he's that a drake batherson you know yeah he he really 
he could carry you, you know, like, and it's sneaky. Like yes. he he went under the radar for both of you guys, but now that he's on the table, you know, there's there's got to you can't you can't deny there there you know isn't a little bit of of a uh, regret creeping in. Oh, that, I'm uh, rethinking guys... everything Maybe. for these last two picks now. Scrambling. Um, I am between three people at this point for my last two. I think I got my last round. I'm gonna go a little different. My last pick. It's between. It's for the next one really that I'm. Either this or that. This or that. And I'm um, going to go with this. So while I did um, speak poorly on these characters earlier in the episode, you'll recall, I did write this character as fourth on my list, and he's still here. I got to take him. I'm going double D, Dale Doback from Step Brothers. So John C. Riley over Will Ferrell might be controversial, but I'm – I've been a big John C. Riley fan since the dawn of man, aka the first time I saw Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. From that point on, he was an unknown to me. I obviously knew of Will Ferrell, had seen him in multiple movies, but John C. Riley really shone in Talladega Nights. So then I was looking forward to Step Brothers. And I'll always remember it was those first few times seeing it, I always thought John C. Riley aka Dale Doback, stole the show once more. There's just something about his face. I want to punch it. I know that line isn't directed at him, but it still applies. Like There's something about his face that is just objectively funny, and whatever comes out of his mouth is just hilarious. And Dale Doback, he's the guy. I got to take him in the fourth round. That, again, I think is a, a higher round potential player that I'm very happy to get in the fourth round. Yeah. Good pick. I knew someone was picking uh, Will or John C. Riley from that movie. Again, I need to watch it again. Like I need, I don't know what I'm doing, man. Richard Jenkins in that movie is hilarious. Yeah, he's I remember that. So good in that movie. Even the mom, right? Like Mary, the mom from yep. Elf. She's the Stein, yeah. yeah Steinberg. Mary Steinbergen. Yeah. Damn, I need to watch it. There's good pick. like even like Derek's wife. I can't remember her name. Catherine right now, Hahn. But... Is that her name? Yeah. 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 Like she, even. She's hilarious. A lot right? of heavy like, hitters in like, that movie. Right. Seth Rogen, quick it. cameo. Uh, Rob Riggle. Yeah. Like, yep. You know, <laughs> like the the Catalina wine mixer, you know, like it's just, it, it's, it's pretty all time, Matt. So uh, probably def like worth a, a rewatch yeah. for sure. But yeah, I was thinking one of the brothers was actually going to go like first round. Like Eric, I, I, misjudged your picks i thought maybe you would go like brennan like one or two which is why i kind of went with the more obscure will ferrell pick kind of for you know for a later uh a later pick in the draft but yeah i i think with john c Riley and, and dale's character the scene where he's talking to his dad about nancy potentially moving oh. in and he and he's talking about like what will happen if sh- he steps out of the shower right and he's like i have a luscious v of ch- from my chest pubes down to my ball fro <laughs> and she looks at me and grabs me by the wiener and uh i that's like probably my favorite lines in the <laughs> in the in the movie and i love how his dad just like reacts basically you know as any father should in that situation and basically like tells him to shut the fuck up but uh it's just yeah like i i think it really is a 50 50 toss-up 
between the brothers definitely funnier together mm -hmm. so you know what you're doing right now basically is you're splitting up the sedin twins mm -hmm. and hoping that one of them thrives on their own um so Whoa. i'm just hoping for your sake that dale delivers um without his you know without his stepbrother mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a great comparison and but you're also you also made a great point in favor of Dale in bringing up that scene in which Brennan is absent, right? Like obviously everyone's gonna have a screen partner at some point. So while yes, Richard Jenkins does thrive in mirroring Dale's hilarious lines, it's Dale who steals the show in that scene you just said. Oh yeah, and I honestly trusting. quote that scene like not that part of the scene there. The other ones like we go on riverboat gambling trips. <laughs> That's all gonna be ruined. <laughs> We have literally never done any of those things. Like that whole scene where he's just oh, listing so off funny. things that they no longer can do yeah. because a woman will be living with them is killer. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that whole once again that whole scene like I'm like, that had me in stitches. Like I I got to see that in theaters, probably the best like comedy movie I've ever seen mm. in theaters. Like just nice. laugh the whole like I was with my friends, you know, like it was high school or whatever just like loving life just laughing my ass off living and the dream. that scene yeah living the dream you know uh, <laughs> yeah that scene nice. is definitely like top notch and uh I, hey i'm not trying to uh, throw shade at your list i'm just you know hey. i'm just i'm just kind of pointing something out here but uh strong strong pick nonetheless embrace debate you know we've been almost too polite with everyone's picks um we need, we need a little heat but i will say so something that the like i said i had dale listed high thinking that maybe like a jeremy or even an alan would be taken off the board like i did have dale or brennan like locked in for an earlier round but you took Derek like before i had even made a second pick so i knew you weren't a problem anymore and matt admitted that he's seen stepbrothers <laughs> twice so i'm like all right i can get these guys later if i want i could probably have gone yeah. them in the next round but i do yeah. want like if things go according to plan they're my last pick to be someone different but um yeah so that's where my head was at in knowing that i could get them later <sighs> but you're right like it is a fair comparison i even said it earlier in the episode like they do work best as a tandem prestige worldwide you know um good pick yeah very like instantly recognizable even as someone who hasn't seen the movie a lot it's gonna play well um, on the graphic for sure yeah, yeah. my uh <laughs> I have the last, my pick, pick four and five right here. Yeah. Yep. Um, I already know. Yeah. I already know what I'm picking for five, but okay, no one's going to guess my five. It's impossible. But like, I'm so torn now because there's like all these comedic legends. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to, I don't know who I'm picking now. Like, I'm picking, I'm picking a Jim Carrey character because I just love him so, I'm, I love him so dearly. Um, I'm picking Lloyd Christmas from yep, Dumb and nice. Dumber. Um, it's really solid. And I'm leaving. I'm I'm leaving out so many other comedic legends. Like, well, I'll read my honorable mentions maybe later if there's time. But yeah, Lloyd. Anyways, Lloyd is. I freaking love Dumb and Dumber. I don't need to explain myself. Jim Carrey is a comedic genius. Like I've been watching a lot of Jim Carrey movie recently. Just watched The Grinch last night actually, and he's amazing in that. Like what he does, no one could do that. Um, but yeah, I don't need to explain myself. Lloyd is so quotable and i love that movie so yeah lloyd christmas great pick had him on my list yeah. as well it could have been the last round pick um love like again dumb and dumber is a movie i think i had that on my top five comedy movie list 
And that's a movie that, again, I look back on fondly. I saw when I was a kid as well. Had me in stitches the whole time. Um, yeah, it's a great pick. I don't know. A little sad. Yeah, I definitely considered it. I think, like, a uh, revolutionary movie that, like, I don't know if you can say it, like, paved the way. But I've always been a huge fan of just, like, dumb comedy and this is like obviously like you know what this movie is good at <laughs> and there's just there's so many moments and probably one of the first kind of opportunities i had to see jim carrey just you know iconic definitely like a like paved the way for i think a lot of what we what we enjoy today so yeah pretty solid number four pick mm-hmm like, yeah, I know it's not really it should be higher. Like, yeah, but We're you know, a character's like iconic- yeah. talent in the fourth round. Yeah, again. that that exactly a deep draft this round. I got excited when you said Jeremy from from Wedding Crashes, so I said my John pick right away. <laughs> I, that could have waited till right now or round five. But okay, my fifth, my last pick. None of you are gonna have him. He's, it's a movie literally. In the last two years, I've probably watched like 10 times. I'm not even joking. And it, it was in my list of favorite comedies. This is a character from the movie A Fish Called Wanda. And it's a character called Otto, pl- played by Kevin Klein. And he actually won an Academy Award for a comedic role. And I just want to say how rare that is. This movie is hilarious, but uh, Kevin Klein as Otto, who plays an American hitman in the movie, is absolute gold. Everything he says, he's so stupid. And he ruins every situation, creates situa- like creates problems upon, upon problems for all the other main characters. He's absolutely hilarious. You can even see some of the scenes like the other characters are trying not to laugh out loud, like break character. He's that funny. So yeah, that's my fifth pick. My, my last pick is Otto from A Fish Called Wanda. Gold, guys, like gold. <laughs> he won an Oscar for this. Like that's yeah, it's special. I have to watch yeah, this same. movie because uh yeah. unfortunately I still haven't, but I remember it was on your top comedy movies. So yeah. I, I love it. John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a great cast and it's a caper. It's like a, a heist movie, but like it's really funny too. Yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, I've only heard good things about a fish called Wanda, so uh Made your list for the movies, like Curtis said, and now a character's on this draft, so it's the nail in the coffin that we got to check this out. <laughs> so I'm also going to go for an older movie here. This will be my most uh, off-the-board pick, but if it's I'm being true to myself here in that this is a movie I've seen a ton of times. Watch I think it. I know where you're going with this. I do not think you do know where I'm going okay. with this, to be honest. Okay. It's, uh, I'm going to be taking... Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Naked Gun, played by <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Okay, I do not know where you're going with this. <laughs> Good pick. So, he's an absolutely hysterical character that fits the mold of a Lloyd Christmas in a sense in that we're talking about slapstick comedy and a lot of just weird lines and um, just easter eggs and stuff that doesn't really make sense or wouldn't happen in real life but it's hilarious nonetheless like guy ends up as an umpire in the in the baseball game to find find the shooter trying to kill the queen and gets praised and is also this he sings the national anthem as enrico palazzo just too much 
too much gold with this character. The opening scene always puts a smile on my face. It's killer. Hilarious character. Frank Drebin to round out my list. Walk me home to victory. <laughs> home run pick. <laughs> Matt, you're going to have to speak to this one because yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure you have. He was in strong consideration on my list, Eric, because it's iconic. Like, like I have... I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna say who else I had, but like he's among the legends of comedy in my opinion. That character, I love those types of movies. It's so re- stupid that it's oh my god. I remember the scenes are just flashing in my head right now. Great pick, Eric. I'm glad you, someone mentioned him. That's a movie that my friends and I will often watch when we go to my yeah. friend Mart's cottage in Tremblant. And like yeah. late night, throw that on and just yeah. A couple of drinks have been had, and we're like the laughs are just flowing. Yeah. So it's a it's a classic. Like we went to Montreal a few weeks ago. Like I said, watched it as a group, and it just always holds up. A strong recommend, even if you don't have that nostalgic connection to it. It's just a funny movie. Like a lot of goofy. Like I would say it's goofy comedy. Like kind of like yeah. Airplane, which again um, Leslie Nielsen stars in that as well. So uh, I would recommend it. Naked Gun, classic movie. A lot of like double entendre lines too. It's good stuff. Yeah, and the, his delivery is just like pretty, like pretty iconic as well. Like I've seen clips and stuff from from like some of his like Airplane and some of his more, uh, you know, popular roles. And it's just like like I guess like, like straight faced and <laughs> yeah, kind yes. of stupid, exactly. right? Yeah. And exactly, yeah. Once again, a pioneer, obviously, right? And. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard great things. I gotta ask, which way did you think I was leaning there for last pick? You seemed pretty well, you, certain. In the past, like you were so high on like Harold and Kumar, I thought maybe uh, you were gonna go down that road. But I knew that if you did, you'd go at the end, right? Because I don't think you would expect Matt or I to pick from that movie uh but maybe we can get into that and and your thought process afterwards but i i I had an inkling that maybe they would make your top five but respectable nonetheless for my fifth pick i'm kind of in a tough spot because it feels like there's just like everything that's left over right like literally there's like there's so much that i can choose from and it almost feels impossible to make a fifth pick like we've been talking about how some of these amazing characters have slipped to like four and five and i i don't know i feel like my pick is going to leave so much on the table that it almost <laughs> brings back that pressure from from the beginning of the draft but um uh, an actor that i have always just been really drawn to and i've always loved his work uh, is Paul Rudd. He might not have the best characters per se. You know, a lot of his characters are kind of goofy and and uh, he almost like seems to play himself a lot of the time. But uh, I'm actually going to go for uh, Brian Fantana from, from Anchorman. Um, I think Anchorman at its time when it came out was another one of those movies where there was just there were so many quotables and like it was for my age group um like i may be a little bit older uh, definitely especially you eric where you know you you may have 
not been in the age group where your friends were like going to see this movie when it came out and stuff like that. Right. But for me, everyone had seen Anchorman and everyone was saying how funny it was. Right. And it was one of those things that everyone was quoting. And I think like Ron Burgundy is one of Will Ferrell's best roles, especially like in the original uh, Anchorman. And I think like the cast is just, is is really funny like steve carell's character is just absolutely ridiculous in that movie right really like paul rudd's character in this movie i think brian fantana is hilarious i love like the sex panther like scene where he's you know where he's using the you know the the cologne uh to try to you know to try to get the girl and it just turns out that it makes everyone sick um and like just once again that like unsubstantiated confidence like uh and the the scene leading up to that is just really really funny so yeah i had to give some love to that movie and one of the better characters in that movie is uh is paul rudd so that would be my number five that'll do it for the draft so um brian fantana i like that pick a lot honestly i do think that when people think anchorman like you immediately think ron burgundy probably a lot of people go to brick which yeah, I want to say overrated character he is yeah. funny, but not in my opinion to the level that his like his cult following raves about him as. I would yeah. I would put Brian right up there, like above him for sure, and maybe even above Ron. Like maybe not above Ron, but he's a great character, and um, like I love uh, it's one of Paul Rudd's uh, best roles in my opinion. I've, I haven't seen him in that much, to be honest. And like you said, he does like kind of maybe just play himself. And this is such a different take for him that, um, yeah, it works. It's a, he's a solid character in that. So it's a solid. Uh, I like that pick. I'm surprised no one took Ron, to be honest. I thought he'd be a pick. Yeah. Ron Burgundy. Uh, I thought someone would take him. Yeah, good good pick, Curtis. Um, I'm glad you highlighted Paul Rudd. He makes everything look effort- He makes everything look effortless, like – He's just a great actor in general, and he doesn't age, and he's always always yeah. good. So good uh, spotlight on him. Like, I'll just rattle, I'll just say quickly, like, some of the legends we left off, like, like I had so many John Candy roles. I had some Steve Martin roles, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, Freaking, like, I was just, that was all going through my head, but I'm like, I don't watch, I, I pick the movies I watch the most, and that was, like, that was the deciding factor in the end, was what do I, what am I rewatching all the time, so... Clark Griswold too, like Chevy Chase. Like I was thinking of that, but I don't know. Right, let me ask you: If you had to pick like one Adam Sandler character, who would it be? Billy Madison. Okay. Yeah. But like, have you watched Billy Madison lately? Like, <laughs> no, no. I I find it just doesn't it doesn't oh, hold yeah. up well. Like, mm. you see, like I don't know if you guys ever see like the Adam Sandler like the kind of like the people who do impressions of him and stuff like that and they they always lean on that like that baby talking that like baby yeah. talk that he does and it's just like i don't know it's <laughs> like it was funny at the time once again i keep saying this but like when that movie was like when it was first out like and i don't know why what my friends parents were letting them watch this movie for but i think i was in like grade three or four when this movie came out and my friends were still quoting this movie i had zero idea what they were talking about (laughs) but honestly i'm not even kidding this movie was so popular amongst my friend group when we were that young that i started quoting it just because my friends said the lines all the time i didn't even see the movie i didn't even see 
I was just a fraud. Uh, but, <laughs> but I don't know. Watching it today, it's almost like, I don't know. It's like a little derivative. It's it's just like a little, I don't, I just don't find it stands up well. I don't blame you for mentioning him. Absolutely. He has to be up there, but I don't know. I almost prefer Adam Sandler and like, like a more, uh, a, a character closer to Adam Sandler versus like, like funny people. Madison. Yeah. Or like, I, I think I love our, sorry, big daddy is like oh, probably. Okay one of like my favorite roles that that he's done right like yeah. the whole like the water boy the billy madison where he kind of like just puts oh. on this weird voice yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just I, I don't know i think like he suffered from playing the same character too many times and that sort of got a little old but not yeah, taking yeah, yeah. away from from like you mentioning him i definitely agree i just was curious to see what you'd say because i think there's a couple different paths you can take for the Adam Sandler good, discussion. Good point. We got to give some love to Happy Gilmore, though, I, I will say. Yeah, like, that's a, a character sure. that I actually had on my list. Again, though, to your point, Curtis, that is a movie I haven't seen in a long time, so I don't know how well it holds up. But I have seen it quite a few times that it is. like I, I would cite it as like my favorite Adam Sandler movie, like comedy for sure. But again, like I yeah. don't know how well it holds up in time. Um, just for like to list off a couple other honorables, like you mentioned the Harold and Kumar movies. I did have secretary Fox on there, but that would be more again. another like you took a few su more supporting characters. Like I would say he's a supporting character, but is hmm. so funny in every single scene. Like he doesn't have a single miss that he would merit a spot on my list. I did want to go a different route though with Frank Drebin show some love there, not be predictable as some, would have maybe thought I would go. I had um quickly Uncle Buck for um yeah. in Uncle Buck John Candy yeah. love that movie and that character obviously. I had um Jonah Hill in Twenty One Jump Street like I was debating him instead of Dale to be honest. That too. And um, Morton I had Schmidt. Schmidt. No idea that was his name. Like I knew Schmidt, but Morton yeah. is news to me when I was googling him. I don't think they mentioned that ever. <laughs> oh, that's probably something that they added retroactively, like in the credits, to make his name sound funnier. I want to say, like Morton Schmidt. Well, it's based off what of a, a TV show, right? So yeah. I don't know. Just mentioned then they had to stick true to the, you know, the roots. In my mind, like when you think class, or when I think, anyways, classic Jonah Hill movie comedy characters, it's Seth, then Morton mm -hmm. Schmidt, like that. Morton. Once Seth was off the board, I was like, all right, if I want Jonah Hill, it's Schmidt or Bust. And clearly it was Bust. <laughs> but those are the others that I had as honorables. Did you have any others, Curtis, as honorables? A couple. I'm actually surprised that some people weren't taken. But the more you think about this and the more I thought about this, a lot of, like, the popular actors, they I don't know if they, like, that. this was kind of where my brain went. And it was fun putting this list together because the people who, you know, sell the tickets, let's say, or like whose faces are on the posters aren't always the funniest people. Mm. Like, like I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of like, you know, the Seth Rogen, right. But has he played like a really funny character worthy of a top five? Yeah. Like he's mm. one of the most popular comedic presences right now in, in movies. And he wasn't even really mentioned other than like, you know, we we sort of mentioned him in Superbad, 
So I'm surprised he wasn't brought up. I thought maybe you'd go Pineapple Express. Dale Eric. Denton. Yeah, I was in my so in my long list he was there, but then in my short list, like for recording time, he was not there. Because and that's kind of a good point though, just quickly, that these comedy movies, like it's more about the ensemble than the individual yeah. that really like drive the bus. And that's a good thing, I would say, that you go into sure. these movies and there's these supporting characters and even leads that are just all around good. Like no one steals the show too much. Like they, they pass it around, you know, like everyone's getting their yeah. touches, a couple of secondary assists. You, you love to see that. You could have even went Saul on, on, yep. on that or even red. I had like, red. I red was red on my guy. long list as well. Yeah. Like I would put him like above Danny Saul McBride. and Dale for sure. That one scene when they go to his house is a scene that my brother and I could quote, start to finish back in the day because we loved that movie the kimono just, scene yeah the classic scene the, the kimono scene like yep. when they when he's like motherfucking scholarship <laughs> like when he's like bouncing <laughs> bouncing that ball <laughs> great memory my god that's unreal i love that oh, scene too man I, 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 I <laughs> he's bouncing this like massive I'm exercise cake yeah, no shit <laughs> I, I like I like him in that. I like Saul because of how stupid he is in that. So he was he was like on my list of like the deep like you know like when they when they're like freaking out about getting caught and he's like listing off the ways that mm -hmm. like the like law enforcement can find them. <laughs> yeah. He's like you know barracudas, heat seeking <laughs> missiles. Like they're they're standing on a car like in the middle of the forest. Oh. You know? do you know what a barracuda is yeah it's just it's funny um i had i had <laughs> let me see if i had anything else i definitely had i wanted to mention one of the iconic characters from like my like growing up childhood watching comedy movies uh would be stifler from mm. from the yeah. american pie series yeah. and like when when i was younger um stifler was like was like a legend right like those movies those movies were like the super bad of my childhood right before yeah. super bad came out and like sean william scott i think like he he's actually like he's actually like super funny like there's a couple movies that like i i love role models as as you know as well eric and like he's he's very funny in that and and you know like as is paul rudd to be honest and uh Christopher Mintz Plass. That's right. You know, aka Fogel, aka McLovin. First round uh, pick. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. You kind of have to, you, ha you kind of have to give him some love because, uh, I don't know, just like iconic character from pre, you know, we'll say like the super bad era where, you know, they've kind of passed the torch. But I think like American Pie definitely, uh, once again, sort of uh, laid the foundation they walked so super bad could run so, yeah i agree um, yeah had to had to at least give him an honorable mention we did get a few listener submissions for characters before that though i want to just round like give a recap of everyone's pick so we can just look at what the teams are shaping up as and uh yeah we'll uh post on social see what the people think but from the top so we're gonna go matt with the first picks so you had seth from super bad John Beckwith from Wedding Crashers, Johnny English from Johnny English, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, Otto from A Fish Called Wanda. Overall thoughts on your roster? 
couple obscure picks there that people <laughs> will be unfamiliar with. But he's, like he's I have regretting. super heavy hitters, and then like you know Otto and Johnny English, which is like more more obscure. Yeah. So not super confident, not gonna lie. But I, I love my list overall myself. Like I think it's amazing. So I'm I'm happy. I just don't think I get the popularity vote. <laughs> So then we'll go over to mine. So with the second pick, I had Allen from Hangover, Jeremy from Wedding Crashers, White Goodman, Dodgeball, Dale Doback, Step Brothers, and then Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Naked Gun. Um, Solid. I'm very happy with my list. Honestly, it shaped out pretty well. I kind of what I had in mind, like going into this, I had an idea of who I wanted, and I was able to get almost all of them. So I'm I'm happy with who I was able to draft on. I feel like second overall pick might have been the best pick to have because I could see the snake back-to-back picks gave me an, a clear idea of like, all right, I'm either getting this person or not. And uh, um, anyways, like that's just how I see it. There is um, I could also yeah, play rigged. two. I knew who had back-to-back picks and what they had already picked. So I could see like, okay, I can take this person, hope to get my next one next round. So I, I like second pick, to be honest. And then round it out with Curtis. So you had the third pick, took McLovin, Derek Huff. Uh, so McLovin from Superbad, Derek Huff from Step Brothers, Chaz from Wedding Crashers, Borat from Borat, and Brian Fantana from Anchorman. Thoughts on the yeah. squad? pretty happy with the squad in general i if if, well i there was nothing i could do so i did the best i could do given uh the circumstance i did have alan pretty high up on my list so you know it's a bit of a shame that i come on the podcast once every few months i get shafted into the third pick like you know like you knew you knew i wanted alan you took him right from under my very nose. So, you know, uh, so that would be, I honestly, like I commend you for taking him so early. Uh, I kind of like, if, if I like, if I plotted it out, I actually had him like around third. So obviously like there would have been no chance, but I think if you hadn't take, picked him, I probably would have went McLovin Allen mm-hmm. because Derek probably I, I knew that Derek probably could have went a little later um, right so yeah so that that's like my only I guess I semi regret even though I it was you know fate uh, determined that for me anyway so I think pretty pretty ha- happy like I didn't really have to go outside of like where I wanted to too much but uh, yeah I'd, I'd uh, you know I'd have a drink with uh, that group of people. Oh, yeah, sure. same. Uh, <laughs> things could get violent with the, uh, White Goodman in the house, though, so I don't know if I'd want him around for the for said drink. And then with Alan, we'd all be cutting each other's hands and swearing into some sort of Blood Brothers pack, so I don't know about that. Jeremy Gray, <laughs> for sure, though. Um, oh, big time. But, yeah, so for me, actually, just quickly, draft strategy, it all started with Matt. I didn't me like I, Curtis to be honest. I didn't think you would you would go Allen. I was more worried about Matt th- taking Allen. And with you, with I had no idea where in which direction you were going, Matt, with the first overall pick. And I had Seth high too. So you made the decision for me once Seth was okay. off the board. It was all right. I'm I have to take Allen here. No, just not even thinking necessarily, Curtis, that you would take him. But it, it was someone I really wanted on my roster. Had you taken someone else, Matt, like? 
John, John Beckwith. I'm just looking at your team first overall. Then I w- it would have been a hard decision for me to go okay. Allen or Seth, to be honest. So. No, I had a really long list. So, like, I had so many choices to go from. Like, I had a lot of 90s characters. Like, I don't know. It, it was a fun, but, like, there's so much to choose from. Yeah. But looking back, Eric, I like your list a lot, actually. You have a really solid list. I, I even think of Alan, like, frig. <laughs> that movie I love, so. When he's like, I'm not supposed to be your schools. <laughs> <laughs> Such a unique character like you you can't really like you know and they've they've tried often i feel like anyways zach galifianakis to and just to be clear i'm saying specifically in hangover one i feel like they completely overdid his character in hangover two and three they they really like they had a good thing and then they just took it to the next level in the worst way possible (laughs) but in hangover one it was that perfect curated yeah. character and so iconic you see him pop up every single halloween some like a few people dress up like him and it's just yeah. always a hit <laughs> yeah. so i know it was a lot of fun though it was a good uh, a fun format and um and honestly if we had done the uh, once an actor is taken you can't take him it would have been the same result because they're not a single repeat That's on right. anyone's list so whether by accident or by design the universe tends to unfold as it should. And <laughs> yeah, so now we'll get into the honorable mentions. There are quite a few. A few of them were characters that we've listed off. So the first one was from my girlfriend, Andy. So she said Jeremy from Wedding Crashers. So as I, was, as I was coming up with this list, she submitted that. And I was like, oh, like I hadn't even thought of Wedding Crashers. I was like, all right, I got to stash this one. So shout out Andy. Help me Stoller out making pick. my list. Yeah. Second round pick. The next one was from Ron Antoine. So he said the Marx Brothers. Characters that I'm unfamiliar with and I don't know in what movie they're in. So if anyone can... Matt, would you... The Marx that's Brothers... That's old school. We're going like 30s, 40s here. Okay. And there's, a, there's like four of them. So yeah, they were in comedies in the 30s and 40s. So that's too old school. Like I didn't want anything old school in my list. So I stayed away from any black and white okay yeah it's a good pick i mean they're ultra famous at at the time it's like saying charlie chaplin or buster Mm, keen the marx brothers were super famous so so the next submission was from the homie justin mocktinger so his he submitted a few he had the aforementioned austin powers dr evil and mini me then the minions from like the despicable me movies Shrek and Donkey and Ricky oh. Bobby. So nice. <laughs> nice. Lots of good ones there. Yeah, I omitted yeah. any animated character, so but those are good picks. Yeah, I, I like Austin Powers was something that I watched a lot like when I was younger, but Eric, kind of same thing with me. Like within the last few years, like it was on TV or whatever, and I like tossed it on, like just for something to do in the background and like i don't know it didn't really seem to hold up hmm. as well but like i don't know you have to give credit where credit's due and like mike myers definitely like pulled his weight and then some like in those movies you know like oh, yeah. playing multiple characters and like pretty iconic characters like for for their time um yeah so i like no no shade there eric actually 
when you and I were discussing this idea, you, I think you mentioned Shrek, right? <laughs> yeah. And and that was like definitely something that I didn't think of. I, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but I definitely didn't really go towards any animated stuff, but um, definitely like not a, a bad pick for sure. And Ricky Bobby's like, you know, it's classic. I don't think you can go wrong with, with him or uh, Cal Naughton. No, I don't agreed. So. I also didn't consider animated, but if there were an animated character to pick, it would be Shrek or Donkey for that matter. Honestly, they're absolutely hilarious. Those are movies I need to throw back into rotation stat. And I feel like they've aged well in that. Like it's just comedy for kids and for adults. And it's like a, a kids like animated movie. It's rated PG or PG 13 there. It's just great stuff. And uh, Mike Myers, like that's probably one of his best roles for me anyways. Um, that, oh, yeah. that stood the test of time. So no, uh, love that. And yeah, like we mentioned earlier, Ricky Bobby, like when I, I watched that movie when I was a kid and like, it just killed me mm-hmm. a great pick. So the next one was from uh, Kilisin, also previous guest. She said, always love Jim Carrey, especially in Ace Ventura. Yeah. That's one that I've only seen the first one, and I want to say always made me laugh. Not, I'm not extremely familiar with the movie, to be honest. Like, I couldn't quote it, really. But I always remember having a good laugh at like J- Jim Carrey's physical comedy in that movie. Good pick. Yeah, yeah I'm more familiar with the second one, like uh, When Nature Calls, I believe it's, mm. it's called. And but similar thing, like Jim Carrey's like he's actually incredibly talented with like like Matt kind of touched on it earlier, like with the Grinch, like the way he contorts his face and body. It's it's actually crazy. Like I remember very vividly the second Ace Ventura movie was one that my like my dad is a huge fan of. So we watched it a lot when I was younger at home. And this one scene it like a, a lot of it takes place like in a jungle and he gets like shot with like a like a trank tranquilizer dart right and he's like running through the jungle and as he's running from these people his body's like getting progressively more and more put to sleep or whatever from the tranquilizer and the way he runs through the forest using less and less of his body as he does it it's it's so impressive like he's He's like looking right and left as he's running and his arms are flailing like around his body as if they were completely limp. And like, it's just, it's incredible. Like I remember looking back, like it's a really funny movie, but just like the things he does, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And there's like some weird contortions parts of the movie where he like has to squeeze his body out of a mechanical rhino. I don't know if Matt, if you've seen this movie. But oh, yeah. basically, <laughs> but I've heard of that scene. Uh, just very quickly, <laughs> YouTube for it, those yeah. who don't know, yeah, YouTube. Like, he, it's basically a grown man stuck in a mechanical rhino that squeezes <laughs> out of a pin-sized hole in its butt because he's just stuck in it, and onlookers think that the rhino's giving birth to a grown man, and it's just like it's it at the funniest things that you know, that I had ever seen. So really big respect for for that character and for those movies. So the next one is from the homie Basam. He also submitted Fogel, a.k.a. McLovin. So nice. we touched on that character. Nice. Don't need to delve further. 
And then the next one is from our aunt, Tante Nicole. She said, Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf, which seasonally correct pick. I love that. I think that's my mom's favorite movie of Will Ferrell's as well. Family friendly. And he is Mm -hmm. funny in that movie. Like, just imagine you're a grown man who's lived your whole life on the North Pole, suddenly on a quest to be reunited with your father and just like a whole completely different perspective than anyone else in like fast pace um, Wall Street esque New York City, right? Um, dealing with people on the naughty list, trying to get the Christmas spirit back up again. Like uh, Elf is a very quotable movie still to this day, and it holds up. Like I love throwing Elf yeah. on every single Christmas season, and Will Ferrell kills it in that movie. I agree, hundred percent. The last submission was from my brother, so he submitted Lloyd Christmas as well, and. David Clark, so Jason Sudeikis' character in We're the Millers, which <laughs> I feel like that's a great pick. I, I, before he texted me that, We're the Millers wasn't even on my radar, but that's a classic movie, a new age, I guess it's like late 2000s, but um, great movie, honestly. Went into that with no expectations and I remember died laughing the first time I saw it. And still, it still holds up in my opinion. Catherine Hahn, I want to say, is in that too. And yeah, Jason Sudeikis like, does a great job as the lead. Um, is she? I'm pretty sure she's Nick Oferman's wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally forgot yeah, about yeah. that. But I Will totally Poulter. Will Poulter, yep. <laughs> he, he, he's great in that as well. Honestly, I'm not even, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I definitely thought of that because I love Jason Sudeikis. I think he's incredibly funny, but I couldn't think of any movies that he was in that I would put up, up there. Right. Like, I think he, I think you could put him in very similar situations and he's kind of always going to be funny. Uh, He played opposite owen wilson in uh hall pass Mm. which is kind of like he plays you know a a very similar character his delivery is just amazing i love the way he kind of riffs and the way he interacts with his co-stars as well so uh, uh, massive like i've watched jason sudeikis since he started on saturday night live and he's always been an incredible like he's always just been i found him to be super funny all the time I, I see it for sure. It, it was a good movie, and he kind of, I think he definitely like carried the, the comedy torch in that movie. Although, you know, the, the other members of the cast were good too. He, I think he definitely like pulled a lot of the weight in that movie. Yeah. He, like, he drives the RV, right? Like he's steering the ship to the promised land. Yeah. But no, it is another one of those movies where, like, you forgot Catherine Hahn was in it. Like, it's just a great ensemble. Like, no, you I got, didn't forget. You I got didn't. no regrets in there. Like, those minor characters yeah. that also just shine with limited opportunity and make the most of it, right? So, that's what you got to love about these comedy movies. And uh, kind of like last time we did our episode about comedy movies, that was like, I want to say three years ago, 2019. Um, yeah. There's a scarcity of truly great. 2020s comedy movies and that's just a damn sad statement to make so i do hope we can get back to uh, the glory days of the 2000s and um you know like what's uh, do you guys have any comedy recommendations that you've seen recently that were like truly hilarious nope not not anything that's come out recently uh i think we need a new wave of of actors 
mm-hmm. you know, like, like to bring something different. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, like the formula seems to remain sort of similar, but maybe we just need those fresh faces. Like, you know, all the actors that we named, we love them, right? We love their, their like breakout roles or their like peak roles. But a lot of those roles that we've mentioned even today, like what's the newest movie um, of all of the 15 mm-hmm. things that we mentioned? Like what's the newest movie on that list? Like, is there even anything from the last 10 years? Well, probably a so. lot of these actors have transitioned to more like dramatic and serious roles. If Right. And I was going to say like the formula, while you said like the formula remains the same, I think that, and this might not be what you were saying there, but just as far as formulas are concerned, I think we need a new pool of actors that come from the breeding ground, the development league, the AHL, that is Saturday Night Live or something along those lines. Like that was the trajectory for like all these, a lot of these actors that we listed tonight are people who came up through the ranks of as writers and then actors on Saturday Night Live. And like, is that still the case? Like is Saturday Night Live still pumping out grade A comedy actors nowadays? I don't know. Like, it hasn't in a while, but then you look at like like what are what is funny that's coming out right now, and like I can think of TV shows like yeah. Andy Samberg is a prime example, and like you know when Brooklyn Nine Nine first started, mm-hmm. I didn't have very high hopes for that. Oh, like same. you know, there's just like like he was. I thought like the work he did on SNL and like his digital shorts and stuff with like the Lonely Island guys, yes. I thought like that stuff was hilarious, right? But then transitioning that to like a TV show, like a sitcom-esque TV show, I, like, you know, I I would have, you know, had mediocre expectations at best. But I think that is like a hilarious TV show. Like, I love yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And that is a that's recent, right? It's it started a little bit ago, but it's continuing to, to pump out seasons. And, you know, just so I don't know, maybe like maybe comedy is shifting. Maybe it's like harder to make a good funny comedy movie that only lasts an hour and a half two hours maybe you need like that tv show formula you know where you can build kind of that relationship with the characters investment in in certain things and you get to know the the people a lot more like you know we look at things like the office and we've talked about rewatching that show and kind of like for me like falling in love with a different character every time you rewatch it kind of thing right and I don't know, maybe it's a little bit more difficult to do that sort of thing in a movie. But yeah, oh, I yeah. think we need new actors. We need something fresh. Um, and, you know, hopefully we get that soon. Well said. Yeah, well said. I do think that, well, just to be optimistic here, I do think in the next few years we'll be getting some fresh faces and some good content. And I love me, I love me a good uh, TV show comedy there, but there is something about going to a, a packed, house and at silver city and just laughing next to your strangers just reveling in just good <laughs> comedy it there yeah. like it's underrated to be honest to be in a jam-packed theater and just laughing with a bunch of people who are all there to just have a good time and uh, oh yeah munch on some popcorn and laugh you feed off it too yeah. right oh, yeah. like even just watching a comedy movie with someone else like in the room like watching with you versus watching it by yourself like yeah you just tend to laugh out loud more Mm -hmm. when there's someone else to like share that that moment with and then maybe they laugh and then that just kind of amps it up like that's one of my fondest memories of watching like stepbrothers it's like 
I remember we saw it maybe like the maybe it was like even the first night it came out. It was like a Friday night after school and the, the theater was packed and everyone was laughing. I like I, I'm sure for like 90 percent of the movie, people were just laughing the whole time mm-hmm. and you just feed off that, you know, and it was like that was like the funniest movie I've ever seen because of that impact that it had. So, yeah, let's let's get back there. I don't know who needs to do it, but we need someone to step in, make that next great movie and. You know, get me back into a theater. Yeah, agreed. Well, I think that'd be a good place to wrap it up there for uh, our draft episode and just good comedy discussion as well. Um, Curtis, as per usual, killed it. Do you have any final notes for the listeners? Uh, no, no final notes. Just once again, thanks for having me. Love talking to you guys about this stuff and. Uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, when I make my sixth appearance. Yep. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, thanks a lot, Curtis. Absolutely killed it on there. Yeah, so we're going to dive into some random recommendations. I've been watching quite a few uh, TV shows, movies, listening to a lot of music. So there is a lot that I could recommend. I've narrowed it down to a few things. I want to say the first thing off the top would be I went to the movies last week to watch this movie starring Glenn Powell and Jonathan Majors Devotion. Have you heard of this, Matt? No, I have not. No. So it's a um, Korean War film and again yeah. it's an aviation fighter pilot movie. So um like uh, kind of in the same vein as Top Gun Maverick, right? Like you got that Okay. um dog fighting battle scenes but it really doesn't focus necessarily on the um the war front it's more about the um psychology of uh, jonathan majors plays the first black naval officer and you just go through seeing his uh, journey in there and um his development and relationship with glenn powell's character who becomes a close friend of his and uh, the two actors absolutely kill it in there very emotional movie. It's based on a true story. So I would definitely recommend to go see it in theaters, honestly. It was um, a good war movie. And um, I don't want to hype it up too much there. But I really enjoyed it. Like, it was um, better than I was expecting. And uh, that makes two for two, basically, for um, these uh, aviation movies that I've seen in theaters in 2022. And Glenn Powell plays Hangman in um, Top Gun Maverick. So he's... Like already maybe starting to be typecasted as an um, an aviation um, genius, but he really did his thing in this movie. Like better acting chops than in Top Gun Maverick. Obviously, Top Gun is the Tom Cruise show and Miles Teller as well. But in this, he really yeah. got to shine as the lead. And Jonathan Majors just like cementing my um, reasoning for wanting to have him on our pod. He crushed it. And uh, looking forward to seeing like before the movie started, they rolled out the trailers for Ant Man, Quantum Mania and Creed 3 and two movies starring Jonathan Majors coming out in next year. So uh, this guy's about to like blow up and um, yeah. definitely recommend watching Devotion if you can in theaters. I, I was just reading about the movie too as you were talking about it and friggin' looks right up my alley. So I had no idea about it. Like not even on my radar, Eric. So he's onto great things. Just quickly, it's a movie that I think merits to be seen in theaters and like you just said is not talked about at all and like what hasn't really been advertised or promoted much it's um kind of a shame honestly i would recommend it so that's my first recommendation 
Nice. I got a couple shows and a couple movies, and I'll start with the show I'll rec- that I want to recommend. The show I want to recommend is on Netflix, and it's called Wednesday. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a show on Wednesday Adams, produced by Tim Burton, created by Tim Burton. The highlight of the show is Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. She's a young actress, 20 years old. She's going to be like a huge star. Like She's already been in a bunch of movies and TV shows. She's great. She's going to be even greater. As Wednesday Adams, she absolutely nails the role, like stoic and her never smiles. Her face is perfect. The show is like, it's a really good mystery, fantastical show. Could the show have been a non-Adams family show and just been its own thing? Absolutely. They kind of wedge in the Adams family in there. But, it, you know, it's still really enjoyable. The mystery is always there. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I was always on my, like, I, I guess the, all the twists and turns eventually, but like, there's enough there to like keep you interested. Okay. Good supporting cast. You got like, Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Brienne, is in there. She's nice. really good, actually. Good nice. actress. And there's other characters like that. No, Wednesday was just a really enjoyable show. It's not high art. It's not super violent or bloody. It's just a fun time, you know. I watched it all in, like, two nights, binged it. Yeah, I recommend Wednesday. It's cool. It's, like, kind of like a gothic Harry Potter feel to it, actually. Okay. A lot of similarities to Harry Potter with the school and stuff. So, yeah, Wednesday I recommend Okay, right on. I'll uh, add, it, add it to the list for sure. I've seen it heavily promoted on Netflix, right? Like they they like to promote their content and like Jen Ortega is getting a lot of rave reviews for her role in that show. So yeah. nice. I'll, uh, I'm not, I haven't seen any like, Adam's Family. I, I think it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, show and then a movie. It is a show then a movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's my knowledge based on the Adams family. <laughs> but I've heard only good things about Wednesday. And is like, do you need to have seen either the show or the movie to be able to follow along with this this new show? No, I mean, there's a couple characters you won't really... Like, it, it helps, Eric. It's not necessary. Okay. You can just start the show from scratch. Yeah, it, okay. it just helps knowing the background on some characters. Sounds and you'll be a little confused sometimes, but that's it. Okay. All right, right on. My next one would be, again, a Marvel special presentation in their Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney+. Oh. Plus. I was a big fan of it. I've um, seen a lot of people rave about it and have heard a few people say that they weren't a fan. So I'm recommending this still. Like, I don't care. I thought it was great. Love the vibe. It was um, a 45-minute presentation, again, didn't overstay its welcome. Didn't feel too short either. Had great humor, honestly. I thought it was really funny. And um, had no expectations going in. Didn't know what the storyline would be and was pleasantly surprised. Going into the next Gardens of the Galaxy movie, I would think you. I do think that you should watch the holiday special because there is okay. one piece of information that is revealed that will have implications in the next movie. Oh. But it's like a pretty low-stake, low-risk, fun watch. I love the music in it. Nothing but good things to say about it. What did you think about it, Matt? I can tell that you've seen it. Actually, I I, lo- I saw it. I dismissed it immediately. I'm like, oh, okay. this is stupid. So I'm going to have to check it out now. Okay. Kind of like my next one, which is something you mentioned, Eric. I dismissed it, but you mentioned it and you said you loved it. I mean, I think you did. Tales of the Jedi. Yep. I think I remember you saying, I freaking adored it. Nice. It, it was such a tease of not enough like ah, yeah, I, know. I wanted a whole 24-hour show on dooku like oh, yeah. this was more this was more interesting to watch that freaking 
some of these Star Wars shows. Like, I don't know. Just, it wasn't enough. Like, Qui-Gon and Dooku and then the Ahsoka thing and even the like the first episode with when Ahsoka's like two. That was super interesting. I loved it. It wasn't enough. Maybe that's why I loved it because it was so short and I was never bored, right? Yeah. But Dooku, like, oh, I felt so bad for him and <laughs> freaking love him. He was so good. Uh, uh, and that's the thing, show. right? That might be why it worked so well and that less is more. They left us wanting yeah. more. Um, and funnily enough, I actually went back and I've been listening to a few of our old easy episodes and I listened to our book of Bo- book of Kenobi. So we talked about Book of Boba Fett and, Bo- and Kenobi. Right. And... I don't think we were harsh enough on Kenobi to be honest. And we were, I was yeah. like, I was definitely very negative about Kenobi in that episode. But my God, like if I were to do a ranking of shows I've watched in 2022, like that, that's a bottom show for me. Kenobi just Big wasn't it. Was saved by the Vader stuff. Not that I really need to get into this fully. There, yeah, yeah. I just listened to myself today rant about this show, and now I'm doing it again here. But Tales of the Jedi prime example of they didn't overextend their welcome not a second was wasted no random side yeah, plots i get straight exactly. to the point and just sharp dialogue yeah uh, more yeah. of that like i need a season two of tales of the jedi honestly oh yeah it was amazing like the nice. final scene where ahsoka takes on like the inquisitor yeah or that was one sick. of the just like two, oh, yeah more yeah anyways that, those are the tv shows i watched so my next one would be actually a book. I'm getting back into the reading game now that we're in the holiday seasons. Nice to you know get cozy with a book. So I destroyed this autobiography. We were dreamers by Simu Liu. Okay. Strong recommend. I was a huge oh, yeah. fan of this book. Very inspiring story. I always love reading autobiographies, especially about people that. And I'm not a diehard. Like I've only seen him in Shang Chi. By no means am I a diehard fan of Simu, but reading autobiographies of people that I know and like and having seen them in something or whatever is always interesting to me, especially actors. Like that's like Mm -hmm. someone who like really gave it all up, gave up the safe, comfortable lifestyle to follow their dreams. And that is like something that not even 1% of people do in life, right? So full props and kudos to him for really going for it. Did not have an easy upbringing, very enlightening and inspiring story, like I said, and a lot of humor. Like I'm big on that in movies, TV shows, and books. Like you just read it in his voice, how he intended little punchlines to hit. It was like some parts were like relatable. Is talking about like high school experience and college, university. It's just very fun to read. Yeah. And um, hearing him talk about how he got in certain roles and stuff, and like, just the grind of like getting roles, and it's super cool. Like I love this book. If you can get your hands on it at the library, like. There are quite a few holds on it. My friend lent it to me. A great book. Awesome. You know, I need to start reading up right after Christmas. Like, I haven't read in so long, Eric. I don't know why. And just, I had I, and nonfiction so probably the way to go for me now. Just easier. Good stuff. Yeah. I I've been like sick the last few weeks. Been watching a ton of movies, a ton of Christmas movies. I could bore you guys with like, oh yeah, I watch Home Alone again and. Yeah. Die Hard and Elf and Christmas Vacation, which, okay, I'm doing that right now. But you know, I'm just going to talk about one movie here, actually. I just decided. It's it's a movie that probably won't get a lot of limelight, so I'm going to talk about it. It's actually a, a movie by Jonah Hill, who was brought up tonight in tonight's episode. It's a documentary nice. on Netflix called Stutes. It's a documentary about his therapist. 
And it was such an unconventional movie. I did not expect it to go in that direction. Like, the more the movie's going on, it's like, it doesn't go where I thought it would go. He's just having a conversation with his therapist and how much he's helped him. And then the therapist goes into, like, what his techniques are. And his therapist is very open about having Parkinson's and living with that. And they talk about that. But the, I was never bored. And it was just very a very informative documentary. And kind of funny because Jonah Hill's like... The guy's just as funny as Jonah Hill. You know, he's giving it right back to him, chirping each other. So it's on Netflix, Easy Watch, Stutes, S-T-U-T-Z. Have you heard of this, Eric? Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer for it. I really want to watch it. Like, I love that he did a story about that. Like, raising awareness, too, about the fact that he goes to therapy, kind of normalizing that, too. Like, I feel like there maybe still is a stigma about, like, oh, like, I see a therapist, I talk to someone, but that's something that's super important to do. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I definitely do want to watch this documentary. And um, I saw it pop up on Netflix. I was going to watch it the other day, but there's something else going on there. I forget, but no, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. So thank you for recommending it, uh, recommending it as well. That's, that's going to go higher on the list now. Yeah, I'm still going on the few shows I recommended last time. Like, I think last time I hadn't really gone into White Lotus more than that. Now I'm on, I'm at the finale of season two. It just aired last night, so I'm going to have to watch that soon. Season two is better than season one, in my opinion. So now that I've seen, like, the 90% of it, I definitely recommend it. I would check it out. It's pretty funny and interesting story, too. A lot of great actors. Like, in season two, so it's an anthology series. So in season two, it's a completely different cast. And um, okay. Michael Imperioli is in this season two. So Christopher right. Maltesanti from The Sopranos. I was pumped when I saw him, like, hey, Chrissy. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, it's good stuff. So White Lotus nice. for sure. I'd recommend again. And uh, I did a rip of the Star Wars OG trilogy. I'm Now that I'm done Andor, I'm fully back into the Star Wars swing of things. I'm rewatching Mandalorian, getting hyped for season three. Mando nice. is such a good show. Like, it's just a great show overall. Every episode hits, honestly. Like, I remember used to, used to thinking that I used to think that some episodes were filler. Like it's just all gold. So if you haven't watched Mando or haven't seen it in a long time, like throw it back on. It just holds up. It's so good. Kenobi, I'll wait on the rewatch though. I was talking about it with a coworker today, Kenobi. They liked it, and I'm like, why? Yeah, exactly. And I explained why I didn't like it, and they're like, oh, well, the finale was cool. Yeah, but does that Anyways, redeem yeah, no, the whole show, though, right? That's no, the... no, it doesn't. And we're, we're going to talk about, we'll talk about Kenobi another time again. Probably when Mando Season 3, we do our episode on that. And once you've seen Andor in totality, we can get Andor in the mix there as well, right? Yeah, I'm slacking on that, I'm not going to lie. But now I can that, binge man. it all. Andor, I can binge it all now. Andor yeah. is that show. I'm going to rewatch it at some point. So it's great. Andor is really good, Eric? Oh, yeah. It's okay, good, good, show. good. Okay. Great show. Yeah, I got nothing else. I uh, like it's. I don't want to recommend stuff everybody knows, so that's yeah, no, fair. We'll keep it at that. Same here. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, great times again, Matt. Uh, any final notes for oh, listeners? Yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Curtis. You were great tonight. Always a fun time with you. And uh, yeah, just hope everyone's going to enjoy Christmas very soon. It's coming up. It's creeping up. Hope everyone's ready. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone in advance. Um, Yeah, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. And yeah, peace.